What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in Clarendon, of course. Back again for episode 169. Big episode to get to today and alongside me to help me through this 169th episode of Pace the Nation. Across from me is Tess Strike. Tess, how are you? I'm great. Good. Well, it's just me and you today. I got. I, I don't know how we'll soldier through, but we'll we'll try. Docs is again on assignment somewhere. Unfortunately, not on assignment for the show. No, he's in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> no. Yeah, and he's doing. I don't know. Whatever he does, I think he's got a full time job. He's so he, he just doesn't let us know what he actually does. I love it. Yeah. He's an enigma. <laughs> I, he really is. Uh, I believe it, this is a full time job that he's doing, but who who knows. Uh, who knows? I, I know he's 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 got these he's he's super smart and he's got these like um, uh, engineering skills that he utilizes to make money and do other. But who knows what he does? Maybe it is a bunker somewhere. Uh, but I know he's not here today. Uh, we're very hopeful that we can get him back next week and really get in a rhythm uh, with the three three official new co-hosts of Pace the Nation. Um, and we're going to talk about you um, a little bit here today, since uh, Docs is not here uh, to hog the mic. I just take a shot at him because I, I, I know. <laughs> it's a low blow. Yeah, yeah it's just a low blow because he's not here because, of course, I hog the mic. But uh, we're going to talk a little about uh, you and your background. And uh, we got to know you many, many episodes ago. And we've gotten to know you over the few last few episodes. But we'll talk a little bit to Tess and um, get to know your new Pace the Nation uh, uh, host. Uh, also in today's program, we've got a story. Well, I've got a story uh, from the Army Tim Myler that uh, was this past week. A story that I want to share that really made me think about where we are as runners these days. I'll just leave that uh, there for the. Sounds a little ominous. Yeah, <laughs> and that'll be that'll be my tease. Yeah, a little om- ominous. I think is is a good way to put it. Uh, a couple big marathons happened this past week. I want to. Uh, cover some results from former uh, Pace the Nation guests. Uh, they had some really cool, awesome results. Uh, also on today's program, uh, a really inspiring story from Nike. Uh, I want to touch touch on that. Uh, and then just a couple of odd stories that I wanted to, 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 uh, to talk about. Uh, we'll do that towards the end of the show. But I'm really excited about our guest today. We've got a ultra runner, adventure runner, a sky runner, uh, who is well known in those circles. Mira Ray, she's from Nepal. She's in town to promote her her movie documentary, and she's also going to do a run tonight at 14th Street. Uh, she's going to join us. She was the 2017 National Geographic Adventurer of the Year. So that's a pretty, pretty cool award. It's a huge accomplishment. A huge accomplishment. So she's going to join us. Uh, she's from Nepal. Uh, she's, she's doing some uh, great things for the for the folks and the youth, specifically the young girls and women uh, in Nepal. So excited to to be joined in studio by Mira Ray today. All right, so Tess, um, now that you're official member of the podcast, uh, remind the audience where you're from, uh, 
kind of a little of your running background. Let's start there. Yeah. So I'm from the center of the universe, there also known as Clarendon County, Virginia. Oh, Arlington. Okay. So not uh, specifically from from Clarendon, but like yeah. a mile off. Clarendon. All right. So you're you're close to the center of the universe. Okay. Good. Um, I don't. I ran in college, uh, but I didn't run in high school. So I walked you, on. You did not run in high school. Now you went to. Uh, uh, you, you did not go to Yorktown, Wakefield, or WNL, the public schools. Where did you go? I went to the hippie program. <laughs> the hippie program. That's right. We we, we went over this uh, when we had Brian Danza on yeah. the, on the program talking about his beehives. You went to HP Woodlawn. That's right. Uh, where they had a beehive on top of the or beekeepers on top. Any of Any good uh, school has a good beehive. <laughs> so they had a beehive on top of your building. That's right. So you uh, didn't run in, in, in high school, but ran in co- And where'd you go to college? I went to Guilford College in North Carolina. All right. So Guilford's in North Carolina. Why did you decide to go south to Guilford? You know, it's kind of funny. Only a handful of students from the Arlington area ever end up going south, which I think is an interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really small school, which I loved. And it's also a Quaker school. Okay. Is what is all right? So, so what's a Quaker school? So Quakerism is a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a sect of Christianity. Essentially, okay. the fundamental piece is equality of mm-hmm. all people, which I loved, and then also silence, which is fun That's as a radio host. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I do a, a lot of talking here, so um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe silence is good. So uh, yeah. we, we need uh, the yin, yin, yin and yang here. So but I went to go play soccer there, okay. um, which didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. Well, it did. I played for three years, okay. and then I was done. So uh, you, you took up running, and your specialty in running was what? 800s. 800. Okay, that's right. We, we, we sort of did cover that. Yeah, I don't think we can call it a specialty. I kind of <laughs> fell into it. Okay. Um, so 800 meter run, did you run cross country there too as well? Once senior year and I cried every practice. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you're more in the middle distances. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So you finish college and you decide you want to continue on in this field of running or you do something else. What do you do? Kind of both. So I worked at Pacers the summer after I graduated. Mm-hmm. I graduated without a job, came home and the next week I started working at Pacers. Okay. Um, then I left, went away to Austria to do a Fulbright teaching assistantship mm-hmm. for a year, came back, started working at Pacers again. Mm. Um, and I've been Love there ever that. since. All right, so now you are working at Pacers. You're working on the podcast. You're doing a lot of stuff for the uh, Pacers brand, which is yeah. awesome. I've um, worn a lot of hats. You ha- you definitely have. So you work in the Clarendon store, mm-hmm. uh, so you can see Tess working in Clarendon, but also a lot of other things. The, the podcast, I think, is going to be a big thing that you're going to be a part of. But w- what else do you do? You hope to be a part of outside of just working the floor? A little bit of Run Washington as well, which okay. is the magazine for the area, working with Charlie Ban, who's amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. love uh, Charlie. Doing some of the social work here um, for the media as well. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well. That's a good uh, good background on you. Um, we're thrilled to have you on the show. Do you have like a media background in college or anything like that? Or um, sort of. I was a sport management major, so okay. my favorite classes were the communication and kind of marketing classes. So right. it just was a seamless transition. So well, Docs and I have zero uh, <laughs> education in this field, so that, yeah, that, that's good that we have somebody who has some. What you study? Psychology. Right? I, psychology. Yes. Yeah. And Docs was. Uh, engineering um at the great university of virginia of course um but yeah so you'll you'll get used to us talking about university of virginia you'll get used to uh, talking about uh northern virginia high school running uh you'll get used to talking about uh dogs you get used to talking about weather i mean just the the and and of course the dc sports teams i do have bad news on that front though okay 
all right, break it easy to me. What, what What's the bad news? We're, uh, we're the other Virginia household. Oh, man. Okay, so you're like a big Virginia Tech fan? Yeah, my brother's Ooh. a senior there now. Oh, that's going to be tough. All right. So that's good to know. Um, do you also hate dogs? Oh, no. No, you do, <laughs> You actually, you have, a, you have a dog, right? We do. We have a 14-year-old golden doodle. Okay, all right. Who just got a shave this weekend. Wow. So she's naked. Wow. So do they get really like a lot of like curly hair? Like I'm trying to picture golden doodle. She's more poodle looking than golden. So she gets that curly long hair that'll just keep going Mm -hmm. if you don't shave her down. I wonder how much that dog wash would cost before you shaved her down. Oh, we do it in our tubs. Yeah, that's smart. Because I was, I was, I took London. This is, uh, this is probably two years ago episode. I took her to a a dog washing outfit and was horrified what the costs were. I can't imagine what a doodles uh, dog wash would count. No, we so, do it all DIY. We shave her in the backyard. It's that's, a great time. That's, that's the way to go. All right. Well, that's that's fantastic. Everything other than the Virginia Tech fan, we are thrilled to have another Arlingtonian uh, here on the podcast. Um, well, we do have a big show to get to, uh, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about Mira Ray before we bring her on. Uh, so she's from Nepal. She's got this this documentary. We will tweet out the link. The mirror, the mirror film. Uh, we'll be showing that tonight in D.C. Uh, so by the time this podcast hits, obviously it would have happened. She's going to do a run with us at 14th Street. Um, so thrilled to have her uh, on the on the show. Now I didn't get a chance to watch the documentary. Did you watch? I did. It was incredible. Really awesome. Cool. So. Uh, for some background for the listeners, tell us a little bit about um, Mira before we have her on. Yeah, Mira is from rural Nepal. Okay. Um, so not a lot going on there outside of agriculture. And then um, so she grows up in this small village with her family. I think she said she had seven siblings. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a big family. And running isn't really a thing there. Sports aren't a thing there. Mm-hmm. You get up. Sometimes you go to school. You work. And that's that's the life that's the deal right um so at 14 she becomes a child soldier i mean for i i just cannot relate it she didn't see combat but when she finished she essentially is kind of at this crux in her life she starts running while in the army and Mm -hmm. loves it um and so on this fateful day she goes for a run with a couple people that she ran into they tell her to come back at a certain time and place she shows up and it's a race and she goes on to win that race and just starts this whole snowball effect that changes the entire course of our life. Very cool. Awesome. Well, just so the listeners know, um, her her native language is. I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to I'm going to have to ask her. I know it's not Nepal. I know that's not the language. I'm going to have to ask her what her, her native language is. Uh, so her English. Um, you know, we we met her just a second ago um, as they just arrived here to the studio. Her English seems to be pretty good, but um, you know she is is not a na- native English speaker, obviously. So, but she's learned a ton since then. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, we are thrilled next uh, to have Mira Ray. She's going to join us in studio here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Tess, we are excited to be joined in studio. I mean, another celebrity guest here. (laughs) Can you believe it? We have Mira Ray to my right here. Mira, how are you? 
I'm very good. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We also we also have Nisha in studio. Uh, she's going to help with some translations if if needed, uh, because your native language is is what Mira. I speak a Nepali language, then I'm also a bit, little bit English also. Yeah, well, your her, her English sounds sounds really. Good. I mean, your your English sounds sounds very good. How, did you learn English growing up in Nepal, or when did you learn English? Uh, actually, uh, some years ago, I'm not speaking English, but now I speak a little bit. I learn in uh, like uh, English lesson, and mm -hmm. I. Along with friend, I tra travel a lot uh, to do during the college competition and learning uh, with friend. With <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, when we travel and then we listen more and more English, and now I can speak. Yeah, you definitely. No, no, I'm I'm impressed. Well. We're excited to have Mira Ray. She's the 2017 National Geographic Adventurer of the Year. Um, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the film that you have. That's the Mira film. We're playing that tonight. Now, now we've already played it since we're recording this on Thursday. We've already had that film uh, play in D.C. Uh, she's also going to do a fun run with us at the 14th Street store. So a lot of folks were able to meet Mira. But Mira, take us back um, to when you you were growing up in Nepal. Um, you were raised uh, in a place where running really wasn't necessarily a you know wasn't an activity that a lot of people did there, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I grew up in a very remote area uh, of Nepal, the east of Nepal, and there is one uh, in the hillside. And there we, we uh, when we are little kids, then always we are in the trail and up and down. Uh, we always move in the mountain, like amazing. Like, but and then I started. So that was when you were first introduced, so as a youth. But you really didn't know what trail running or trail racing was, right? Yeah, uh, four years ago, uh, I didn't know trail running then 2014. Then um, I get opportunity to participate in a race in Kathmandu. And yeah, then, wow, that's amazing. First time I ran and I completed, then I won. That uh, There is not many runners in the competition, but I finished and I really recognize uh, myself. I inspire myself. Uh, I can do. Then I started. Yeah, so and your you first race you didn't even know was a race. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know also that time. Some friend they called me come come to six o'clock this place. Uh, my another uh, another runner. Uh, he is from army army, and he, they uh, <laughs> asked me to come and I joined. There is competition all, and then I started with them and uh, I come. I follow with them, then is that time is uh, it's very, um, you know, rainy, storming, but, uh, and then everybody there preferring food, everything to carry water, but I don't know, I thought just training, but there is competition, and then I did, I finished, and I won, and that's my first. So you win a 50K race. race with no water, you didn't carry any food with yeah. you, you just came with no plan. <laughs> yeah, and in the in the midway, it, it's 42 kilometer, then mm -hmm. I feel dizzy and 
for me, what's going on? I didn't know. And <laughs> some brother, they left uh, 50 uh, rupees for two food. And then I ate noodles and some juice. Then I feel more better, strong. Then <laughs> I started to run again. Then I finished. And that's what's my first race. This race called Himalaya Outdoor Festival. and uh, Which you won. If yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, and they're organized by Trail Running Nepal. They they support like that, and my there is I met also my mentor. He's from UK. His name Richard Ball, and he give me, uh, he support me. I told him I want to do, and okay, and he said okay. Tell me okay. Then I told him okay, and then he's he give me big opportunity to complete international. That must be crazy for Richard to show up to this race and this random girl who is you comes with no preparation and wins. Yeah, he he asked me who is girl. This is new girl, and they said and they he asked uh, another friend and they told they told uh, they saw me. Uh, they told I'm like this runner i like run like and he made first time in Kathmandu. all right well the film is mira film and again you can uh see it you're gonna we're gonna show it tonight in dc uh but as we said this podcast will have in the time space continuum that docs likes to talk about many times is will have already happened but we will tweet out a link to this film which is a really compelling film now tess watched most of the film and it talked a little bit about your life growing up um, and maybe you can fill in the blanks here for me Tess but it didn't seem like there was running was it was a thing like a hobby for people in Nepal is that what you you gathered Tess out yeah of the, out of the film so you didn't run at all as a child and then you joined the army when you were 13 is that right uh, I think exactly when I was uh, like that's similar like that is is it typical for someone to join the army at 13 years old because i think it's 18 in the states here uh but uh, you know uh, i want to do something in my village it's very remote remote and my family and my parents is, uh, go there to learn a new thing new um you know, uh, so like, you saw it as a new yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And, and was life hard? I mean, you're joining the Army at 14, so I imagine that it, it gives us some perspective on what your life was like. It's not a typical American life, but growing up, describe, you know, it, it was it was a, a farm that you, you lived on and worked on. Was, was it a hard life growing up? Yeah, in a village in Himalaya or in the village, it's growing up. It's hard. We, uh, you there's know, no Starbucks on the corner or anything like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's still you know we live in the, around jungle and in the hillside. Uh-huh. It uh, growing vegetable like uh, farming thing. We work and but not enough food also and another no uh, s- still no electronic no. Um, many things but we we work very hard to manage ourselves how to do uh, right like family to uh, get food it's many my families we are uh, my brother two brother two sister and me and dad mom we are seven siblings seven siblings wow yeah. and for us it's very hard and um, then we have to do another kind of work. My mom is um, going uh, going to buy 
uh, some rice thing and you check to market then sell then i help her also i follow with her so you're doing them. that as yeah. a teenager you're yeah, selling yeah. rice and you're so you're in school as well right yeah I was you're in school, school also. but there's no like organized like i'm thinking middle school as you're an 11 12 year old there's no organized running in in middle school in nepal or where you grew up? Uh, no, there is. I didn't know. Are so there sports? Sport means what is this? But I always went to go cut grass quick. How to possible to? So cut your sport hair. was cutting grass. Yeah, like that. <laughs> when you know, in the mountain, we have to walk very fast. Yeah. To be very quick, and then come back, and to carry uh, load, and then to take home, and then come uh, come back. So uh, then quick, not. You know, and uh, that time I I have actually one friend, uh, my uh, like similar some years old, and I comp I <laughs> uh, compete with her to cut how to cut <laughs> compete with her. To so your competition and your training yeah. is your chores. Uh, so trying yeah, to do your chores, your right? <laughs> like this uh, this kind I grow, but I didn't know that time is what is sport and how to study also more. But always my memory is how to back home and then how how to cut quick grass and you're competitive you wanted to cut the grass the fastest of anybody yeah, you wanted any to climb yeah uh, it, do the uh, climb as fast uh, as possible to get the uh, rice and, and, and I, yeah, yeah like that's that. a different yeah, definitely a <laughs> different different, different upbringing <laughs> than 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 a lot of us and a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. um you know talk about like the opportunity you're doing a lot of great things now um but Talk about the uh, for, for for young women and girls, um, but talk about the opportunity for young women and girls in Nepal. Uh, it's different than it is here. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, in in Nepal, in a village, it's very hard to uh, you know do uh, do like sporting. They everybody they said go to study and to learn uh, to like a doctor, engineer, but they didn't say oh do like sport. But now it's, they are growing, and seven years brother also they said brother sister they want to be like me, but still mm-hmm. they didn't have opportunity. They said they are dreaming, but how to do, how to manage, how to uh, like they need skill thing and to you know uh, confidence thing. But uh, and uh, it's quite very hard to another. This uh, I'm running like ultra marathon means. Uh, still not, you know. Uh, it's not something that, that that these young women would see unless you yeah. sh- you show them that that yeah. path. Uh, because actually, the, I'm just pace here, yeah? one of the pace. Right. There are many your very many strong uh, people, brother, sister, but they didn't have opportunity yet. And now I'm trying to give opportunity back them. And now I have many opportunity I can do. I, everybody, they ask me to come there, there, and I have many way to do this sport. But another also, go, uh, young generation, brother, sister also, they want to uh, do, and they are looking forward uh, to do. And Yeah, I'm, so you're inspiring the next yeah. generation. And, and, and absolutely giving back. And she's giving back through the Exchange and Empower yeah. program, which is a collaboration between Hong Kong trail running and women in leg- and, and, and uh, the legend to my right, Mira Ray. It, th- this program that you're a part of here aims to provide uh, f- talented young female runners in Nepal opportunities to bro- broaden their horizons and experience different lifestyles and share their stories. So that's what you're doing. You have a platform and you show these young women and, and young girls that there is opportunity outside of, of just what they can see that's around them, which is pretty amazing. 
we will tweet out a link to that. I just read that off your website. We will tweet out a link to that, uh, and you can donate to that cause, and you'll be raising money for that here this uh, this, uh, this 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 week in D.C. Yeah, there I have one mirror initiative from through. I want to support for uh, for a young generation to come uh, uh, to compete in a national international game. I'm I'm trying to give opportunity. So it sounds like this initiative has both running and then education also as a focus. Do a lot of yeah, girls yeah. go education to school in Nepal? Very important. Yeah. Well, you're you're um, you know on your Wikipedia page, uh, a lot of amazing uh, stats here, and we're going to get into your running. Um, but you've also organized many races in Kathmandu, yeah. um, and also where you're from in Nepal. And how do you pronounce that? But but. Bajorpur trail race also I started to uh, do in my village town mm-hmm. uh, because in a village it's very difficult and they are always very busy in doing like agriculture thing and their did uh, you know coordination also they, did, they, they just didn't have organized yeah, runs so you yeah, you you you, d- you you gave them an opportunity for these organized runs uh, yeah. which is amazing <laughs> I'm trying uh, yeah this year also I'm drawing uh, I want to do December, but uh, that time in November, I'm going to uh, surgery my knee uh, again, like two years ago I did, but not successful. Now also I will do again, small like meniscus surgery thing. And then I uh, make uh, delay, uh, February 16, I will trying to do like that. Well, we hope you get healthy again soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, because uh, my doctor, uh, my team, Solomon, they de- uh, the doctor, he decided to uh, do s- surgery because if I do surgery, I will run long life. And if not, this I can run some years. Then uh, he said that and I decide, oh, okay, uh, I want to run long life. Then I decide to make six, seven months, I will uh, make uh, you know recovery something then I will start race again from short distance running like absolutely what's your next race after the surgery do you have uh, an idea what you want to do exactly I I didn't know but first I will be healthy and strong right <laughs> strong then I will think and will think yeah like is there a race out there that you think oh my gosh that's amazing I have to do that because you've run UT Mont Blanc you've run things like that is there something that you've seen that you're like I have to do this race? Oh, I'm I have uh, I'm dreaming to do long distance like uh, UTMR uh, UTMB. Mm-hmm. This is uh, long distance, but is that a hundred miler? Hundred, yeah, the hundred is kilometer hundred okay. seventy eight kilometer, I think. Because you've done the eighty kilometer version, so you want right. to do the longer. And she won that. I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. Won that. <laughs> There's a lot of first places here. Yeah, so that that must be fun, uh, but. Yeah, so you, you're looking to do the, the longer one at Mount Blanc. Uh, yes, uh, because I really like uh, to run longer, longer distance uh, and keep moving, not too fast, not too short, just, you know, it's keep moving many hours. Many hours. Yeah. <laughs> she likes to keep moving many hours. I think a lot of our listeners would like to move for a hour. So it's pretty impressive that you move for many hours. What's the longest you've ever run, like uh, hours-wise? Uh, I run 14 hour 20 straight yeah 20 no in a mountain like uh, oh just 14 hours kilometer. up and down in the mountains okay yeah, yeah. 120 kilometer wow and I finish uh, uh, 14 hour 20 
two minutes. And how long are you stopping? I mean, you're obviously taking breaks to eat, and like, what what are your breaks mm, during those 14 hours? We, when we'll be uh, in like checkpoint, then we'll walk 20 minute, minute breaks, walk a little bit. Uh, uh, probably long. Uh, it's it's uh, like in a checkpoint. It's mm-hmm. one minute, and then. Uh, we stop one minute and then eat quick, 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 and then fill the water, uh, food, and then start again. <laughs> you know. Wow! Going, so uh, about a minute or so break. So, do you get to compete in the states at all? Do you run in, in the U.S. at all? Uh, actually, I didn't run at in the U.S., but in future, looking forward to do okay. this. Uh, well, <laughs> you're going to do days. a run tonight with us. Yes. Is that right? Uh yeah. Tonight, I I will join too. Having fun. I yeah, so it's not going to be not a four, not a fourteen hour run tonight. It'll be just a, a, a short like three to five <laughs> miles. I hope that's okay for you. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, so um, no, we're we're excited to have you here. So you, you um, you you've got uh, first place finishes all the way from 2014, 2015. I see like maybe a couple of second and third place finishes, a number of first place finishes in 2016, and then 2017. You were the National Geographic runner, adventure runner of the year. Um, how did they? How did they choose you, and what was that like? Yeah, that's National Geographic Adventure of the Year. Uh, last, last year I was. I'm so uh, proud of t- to be this uh, like National Geographic Adventure of the Year, pa- like in the part. Mm-hmm. And. This was just, wow, amazing. <laughs> uh, it's very great opportunity for me and for for Nepal, for who want to do trail running thing. For them, it's very, very great mm-hmm. opportunity. I think you're probably the most part. famous athlete from Nepal. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's uh, in a sport. Uh, it's, uh, I'm in there because I, I never thought I will be there, but I'm here, I'm so, oh, I, I always feel, wow, what's going on? It's like a dream. I never saw my dream to be uh, like this, this kind of thing, but, uh, um, but wow, this suddenly I get great opportunity to compete some uh, races and then uh, I want to say my team Salomon. Mm-hmm. They give me also great. Op- they offer me to join there. Then I join there, and then got great opportunity to travel uh, over the world. Then compete. This is very strong. Because strong of Salomon. Yeah. yeah. And then great. I want to say also my mentor. He gi- he pushed me in there. And what's his, his name? Manager. His uh, Richard Ball, uh, and and he's from UK. And okay. So he's the one that saw you in your first race, and he's still supporting you. Yeah, he started to support me. Do you early. still live in Nepal? Yeah, I live in uh, now in Kathmandu with uh, my karate friends and with team. And your family is still in uh, your hometown My as family, well? they are uh, in a village. My dad, mom live in a village. My sister, brother, they are still studying. I'm helping them too. Well, you, you, you're an amazing story. Your English, you've done a great job. Your English is great. Um, really, really inspiring story. Uh, you, you've done a lot for uh, the youth, uh, specifically the, the young girls and young women in Nepal. So we will tweet this link out, uh, Tess and Mira. It's the Mira Rai Initiative, and it's miraraiinitiative.org. 
All right, so she was also just in New York City and got the Asia Game Changer Award. You were one of nine that was recognized there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, impre- that's impressive. <laughs> so uh, that, that's another just uh, another great thing. Are you traveling uh, up and down the East Coast? Where, where are you going to? We asked about where you're going to next running-wise. After D.C., are you going to... Uh, Are you going back home? Where, uh, are you, where are you going? I will go Boston to show my Boston. documentary. Okay. Uh, yeah. Then I will go back Nepal. Then uh, then I have how we been. Uh, like we are organizing like Annapurna, uh, 100 kilometer, 50 kilometer race. And that you're helping uh, put on? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, their Salomon team also, uh, my friend, they will come. They will shoot with my five sister they will join also then making short video and then uh, winner i will uh, bring them in hong kong race in december uh, like uh, this is my pro- program my project like wow. so the winner of this race gets to go to hong kong yeah wow because i uh, travel many international game and another world or sister they didn't have then i won uh, my you know my thing is to bring also uh, another young brother sister to compete in international game and Salomon they decide I told them and they decide to oh okay and they give they support for me to bring international game to like well game. Solomon is just such a huge supporter that is uh, amazing uh, that, that that they are such a great supporter of you so props to Solomon all right again you can go to mirror initiative uh org. so definitely check that website out we will tweet out again all the particulars uh where you can donate to the cause inspiring stuff and you know what mayor you really have a great energy about you you really are like an upbeat positive person and you know a lot of runners out there are kind of introverts you know but you're like outgoing positive and just you, you you immediately when I met you this morning, I was like, wow, she's really got that bubbly good energy. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm very happy to be here, and thank you for offering to, uh, like uh, this uh, giving say, uh, over, offering to share my uh, story thing, and thank you. Yeah, well, we're happy to t- help, happy to help tell your story. It's a uh, mirror film. Uh, again, we'll tweet that out. Uh, she's the 2017 National Geographic Adventure of the year which is amazing uh you you you've got a great story and we're happy to help tell it all right that's mira ray thank you so much for joining us thank you and hello everybody all right right, there she goes that's that's right be happy there you go that's great advice that's mira ray she joined us on pace the nation we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Mira Ray for joining us today on Pace the Nation. Really cool, inspiring story, and she's doing a lot of good for a lot of kids, uh, specifically young young women, young girls in Nepal. So very cool for her to share her story today on Pace the Nation. You know what I did love about her speaking mm-hmm. is she refers to a whole bunch of the other runners in the community as brother or sister. Yeah, that's very cool. And that was just such a cool little note. And I don't know if that's a language thing yep. or if that's just her attitude, but that was just amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean, she was uh, she was just a positive person, you know. It was uh, really cool. Her energy was, was really good. 
you can follow her. Give her a follow on Instagram. Um, she's got 21,000 followers. Man, I'm jealous of that. Uh, <laughs> it's Mira.Ray on Instagram. Give her a follow and Mira Ray on Facebook as well. So we will tweet out all the particulars on that. Uh, so thanks again to Mira for joining us. Thanks for her joining us all week, uh, all Thursday here as we record on Thursday uh, here for Pace the Nation and uh, for Pacers for the 14th Street Run tonight. All right, so Tess, I've got a question for you. I, I um, ran the Army 10 miler, and I, I don't know if this was so much of a realization as I, I kind of knew this was, was something that was affecting runners and is sort of a theme with runners these days, but um, something happened to me along the course that um, was, was tough, and it surprised me how tough emotionally it was for me during this run you're making me nervous i know i know i'm, I'm really i'm hyping really hyping setting this thing up here so i um i i you know i'm i'm like a lot of folks out there uh, on strava and have connected fitness with my watch i've used garmin i've used apple watch i use them both um recently i've been using the apple watch because of the feature on there that you can um you can make phone calls and texts from the watch. So that's one thing that I like to have. So if I run during the day and a work call, whatever happens, then I can able, I'm able to, to respond to it. So unfortunately, the Apple Watch isn't as durable as I'd like it to be. So uh, two weeks ago, I cracked my Apple Watch and there was uh, just just a small crack that turned into a bigger crack. You know how kind it happens on your, yeah. Yeah, on your phone. So uh, the inside of the watch was exposed to the elements. So I run the Army 10 miler, and you know, it run was running hard was a stretch, but it was a, uh, it was a, it was a great experience. I ran with uh, Tara from our 14th Street and and Navy Yard store, so uh, enjoyed you know running a little bit with her, meeting up with her for for the run. Uh, get to about mile seven. And, you know, I've been throwing water because it was really humid day, water and, you know, oh, I on see my where face. This is going. And so, <laughs> so I built it up enough, you know, here. <laughs> so I don't know if the listeners are following yet at all or not. So I get to mile about seven on the bridge and I look down at my watch and it's paused. I'm like, okay. So I missed a little bit and I try to push, you know, because it's a touch screen. So I put, try to push to start. And it won't start. So it's stuck on about mile 6.8. And at this point of the race, it's hot, it's humid, three miles to go. It's not a great point of the race as it is. But emotionally, I was just, I don't want to use the word devastated. Because <laughs> I think that's overstating it. You were bummed. I was totally bummed. You know, so... What was I bummed about? And this is where the problem is. And this is where we are as runners, right? So I'm running a race. Do I really need my time? No. No, because they're going to get my, I've got a chip on that's going to get my specific time from when I start to when I finish that's going to be more accurate than what I have on my watch. I mean, I'm getting mile markers. I'm getting feedback along the way. But at mile seven, my watch goes. You go dark. Dark. And I am disappointed. And you know, I, I'm 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 thinking, 
you know, I, I'm not thinking to this level, like, wow, well, what, what's what's it worth finishing at this point? You know, <laughs> might as well but drop out. Might as well drop out. My watch is not going to give me credit for my Strava is not going to give me credit for this race. And I started thinking about that. And that's probably not the, la- the, the best thing to think about over the last three miles of a race. But, you know, f- fine, whatever it was. It, it was it was what popped in my head. Those last three miles, I'm like, wow, I cannot believe how much I cared that the watch wasn't working. Did you feel free? I didn't feel free. I should have felt free. That's that's the reaction I should have had. But there was some disappointment that I wasn't going to be able to look at my map and look at my mile marks on, on Strava. You'll be able to get that from Army 10. I know. I, it, that's the thing. It's it's that, That's what's, what's so bizarre about it. But I feel like this is a thing now with runners. Like I feel like getting the credit for your run is worth as much as doing the run itself yeah i think you know i was late to the game on the the yeah you've got a 235 you got a really nice i don't even have a 235 i have a 230 230 okay it's still a pretty darn good watch (laughs) now this is this is not like a you know not like a garmin from two years ago that's bigger than a tv screen this but is I a think, nice like, watch the perspective has changed yeah so for me i see it as a tool and i didn't get one until i started trail running by myself mm-hmm. and my mom was like what do you mean we can't find you alone in the woods <laughs> right, right 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 that's true <laughs> so like she gets an alert when i go now by myself that's cool um and so i see it as a tool okay and, like how do you get that information and then you process that information as a human but if i don't run with my watch it's not the end of the day you're fine i'm fine i've also i've lived in this town my whole life i know how far i've gone yeah i know it's you that's a reasonable thought it's a totally reasonable thought and i i need to think more that way i i, I and it really like i said it surprised me that i was so disappointed that my my watch uh, went dark. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly, and I I think that's the world we're in, and I don't want to be that because it's not like I, I I need to go out and say hey look look at my my race that I did and and everybody give me likes on Strava or I'm gonna promote it on Facebook. That's not it at all, but it did affect me, so. I just thought it's. Uh, I think it's a real. I think it's a real thing. I think this is a conversation. It's probably merits having some. Like, is there a guest out there who can, an expert who can speak to this? Because it's a thing, and I'm wondering if our audience can relate. And I think they can. Yeah. Do you think I, it's like part of that whole social media addiction? Yeah, that it people is. Have? It's, it's part of the. It's part of the. And and I, I, I credit to you that you can. And Joanna was the same way. Maybe it's just this seat. I don't know what it is about. <laughs> it's like, a good seat. It's a good seat. I, I, I because you guys don't didn't uh, Joanna didn't you don't need to have this. I got to know exactly how many miles I run. I was talking to you know about uh, this on the podcast before that I will add on a little bit to get to seven and uh, you know how Desi you know had that same comment on on Twitter that she added on and she didn't apologize about it because that's what her watch. Her watch said she needed to get to 10, so she was going to get to 10. And I think that that is, it's it's almost too powerful of a force over our running now, is this connective fitness. Yeah, I think if you're not thinking about it, if you're just blindly following mm-hmm. what your watch is saying, oh, I need to get this much recovery, I need to do that. I mean, using it as a tool is awesome, yeah. but you still have to have active thought yep. about what you're doing. I agree. All right, well... 
I'm going to I'm going to move that direction. You've inspired <laughs> you've inspired me. I've been inspired by Mira. I've been inspired by you. I'm going to try to not worry so much about what my watch says because you're right. All the loops I do, all the runs I do in Arlington, I know what the uh, what the what the distance it is. Sounds like you have a challenge. You have to run without your watch at I least know. once now. I know. I'll try that once a week. All right, we'll see. Um, well, congratulations to everybody else who did it, Army. It was a hot, hot day, humid day. I, I don't want to say it was hot. It was just super humid. And I feel like that race for the last three years has been humid. It's rough. rough. So they just had some bad luck with the weather. So everybody who finished that, uh, props to you. All right, so the same day of the Army 10 Miler was a couple of major marathons, including Twin Cities, which uh, we had former guest. Carrie Allen qualify for the Olympic trials. So that was really exciting. Carrie Allen uh, was on the program a few months ago. Uh, She ran 241.33. So I think think she negative split and just had an awesome day at Twin Cities. She runs for the uh, GRC Pacers running New Balance team. So congrats to Carrie for qualifying for the Olympic trials, which will be in Atlanta in a couple of years or less than a couple of years. So that was really cool about uh, Twin Cities. So she finished seventh, is that right? So Carrie finished seventh, yes. You know who finished sixth? You know, let me see. I, I did not see the rest of the results. Who, who did finish sixth? I think, if I'm not wrong, this is Tierney Wolfgram, and she's okay. 15 years I'm old. I'm looking at this now. Which is just wild. Wow. And so so I, literally, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I, I didn't even realize. So she, she ran 240.03. Unbelievable. So... Uh, 15 years. Is that right? She's a sophomore in high school. I didn't, I didn't even see this story this week. That's incredible. It's incredible. Sophomore in high school qualified for the Olympic trials. Um, it's her first marathon. That's, that's amazing. Um, well, we'll have to tweet out, uh, are you reading a story about that? We'll have to tweet out a link to, yeah, uh, it's just from the, one of the local papers here in Minnesota. Wow, that's incredible. I wonder if she's going to run the... I don't I don't even know if 15-year-olds can run the Olympic trials. Could she be 16 by the time that it comes def- around? It, it, she'll definitely be 16. I wonder if they, they allow if you, uh, under 18 to run. Um, well, somebody work on her. Intern Joanna, work on her. Let's get her on the show. we gotta, we got to find this Tierney Wolfgram. Wow. So is she a runner on her high school team yeah she runs cross country she's done a couple state titles she won um the nike heartland regional okay um, and then seventh at footlocker okay so she's you know clearly ripping it up over there and then wow. maybe if has found her calling right wow so yeah so tyranny wolf Graham. um so sorry carrie we just trampled all over your amazing accomplishment because a 15 year old uh someone half your age just um Ran 240. Uh, unbelievable. No, but amazing uh, performances by Carrie and, obviously, Tierney, who uh, ran 240 as a 15-year-old. Unbelievable. Uh, also, on, on that same day was the Chicago Marathon, and we talked about the Chicago Marathon a little bit last week. Um, you were looking forward to seeing how Gwen Jorgensen did, and she fared pretty well. I mean, I'd say 11th is pretty darn good for the – Chicago Marathon. She ran two thirty six. Not what we were hoping for, but yeah. she's been sick, so pretty, I'll, I'll give her a pretty, pass. Pretty, pretty solid. Um, I think it, it seems to be a hot day there as well. Um, Mo Farah was was the champion on the men's side. Uh, Michael Wardian, former guest, uh, a couple times. He also ran it with a double 
amputee, leg amputee, Brian Reynolds. So he, Wardian ran with Brian Reynolds, and Brian was trying to break three hours. and They got close. They got close. I think they ran 303, which was a PR, uh, but not quite underneath that three-hour mark. But either way, I mean, unbelievable. Double, double amputee running uh, uh, 303 is pretty amazing. A uh, couple other uh, of note, Kevin Hart, uh, comedian, ran the marathon 413 um also uh joan benoit uh she ran the uh, chicago marathon she continues to run really fast times i think she ran 313 and her daughter was right in front of her at 312 so cool day for chicago as well a lot of uh, a lot of good marathon stories this week marine corps marathon will be coming here soon uh, and of course, Pacers Running is a sponsor of the Marine Corps Marathon, uh, so that's coming up at the end of end of this month. So good luck to everybody training. Hopefully, you've gotten your last long runs in, or if not, squeaked in some coffee at the shop here. <laughs> right? Yeah, we've got yeah. And this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we do have that Marine Corps Marathon coffee bar. Uh, at uh, the Clarendon location with all the Marine Corps Marathon official apparel. So come by, get yourself a jacket, grab a coffee, and sit in the the Normatec recovery boots. Which are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. So we have that that also in the the Marine Corps Marathon pop-up shop in Clarendon. So if you want some recovery boots after your uh, marathon, 10-miler, hey, maybe after your Your walk to the store. Yeah, two-mile run, come by and... uh, Check out the Norman Tech boots in the uh, Marine Corps Marathon area. So a couple other stories here. Uh, a really cool story from Eugene, where Nike recently gave a sponsorship to runner Justin Gallegos, who has cerebral palsy. Uh, a very cool, very cool story. They, they tweeted out a video that we will also retweet. Uh, Justin was doing a cross-country race, uh, and Nike was there at the finish line waiting to uh, give him a pro contract. He so went viral last year, too. He, d- he did, yes. He's a legend. He, he really is. So uh, very cool story that he is now a sponsored uh, Nike athlete. That's the good kind of cross-country viral. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and it it really is. I mean, I um, and it's funny that you bring that cross-country viral up um you know we talked about a couple weeks ago about how annoyed i get what's grinding my gears uh that uh you know that 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 kids are are trying to go viral at cross-country meets sacrificing performance to sing songs jump in ponds you know do do bits to make sure that they get viral Uh, this is a good viral for sure uh, but speaking of going viral cross-country video, remember a few, I think it was two years ago where the, the kid running a cross-country meet, I think in Pennsylvania, gets run over by a deer. I've seen that. Yes. So we had him on the program. It was uh, the highlight of my year, honestly. It was yeah. incredible. So I thought that was a, you know, I, I didn't mind that going viral because. Uh, That's a once in a lifetime. Yeah, and Never it wasn't something he again. was trying to do. He gets, you know, gets run into a deer, but. Um, there was a story this week in New Jersey where Christina Sanchez was slammed into the ground on a half marathon course while she was running the New Jersey half marathon, uh, the Jersey Shore half marathon, and was run over by a deer. 
So I didn't see that. No, no video evidence, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. But uh, she was run over by a deer. I'm and, here for all deer-related news. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that story up because uh, you mentioned the, the the going viral and had it had there been a video i'm sure everybody would see it because nothing's better than a deer running into a person all right well finally uh i'm going to do uh a psa for our buddy the dc dog runner um you've got a dog uh how old 14 years 14, old 14 she's so an you, old girl she, you, and she she doesn't need a uh the, the dc dog runner service probably no. she doesn't need to go for runs like many of the dogs in the area that brian will run well he needs dog runners so if, if you're someone who can run a dog, work for Brian, uh, reach out to DC Dog Runner. Uh, you can go to his website, like dcdogrunner.com. Uh, just click on the We're Hiring tab. So you runners out there, if you want to make an extra buck running some dogs. It's the ideal job. Hang out with great, the dog, get it's your a running. Great, great job. Uh, I'm not sure where he's looking, but uh, he's a he's a big uh, fan and supporter of our program. So I wanted to get that information out there for him. Uh, he, he he needs some help, and that's great that he needs some help. That means uh, that must mean that business is good. All right, great show, Tess. One sixty nine in the books. Thank you to Mira Ray for joining us today on the podcast she's the 2017 national geographic adventurer of the year very cool to have her join us on the program we hope to have docs back next week one day we'll one return. day but you know what i think you and i you know we have a vibe we, we we have a vibe we can handle without it no we look forward to having docs back next week a lot of exciting stuff coming for pace the nation where we work with the marine corps marathon so we'll share some information on that next week all right for test strike and for William E. Docs, who's not here, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you next week. I know your dog doesn't need run uh, to, to be run, but in her youth, in her youth, she did. Yeah, yeah. I, I my dog needs running uh, three times a day, so I'm still angling for that sponsorship, Brian. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting on your call.